0: This year is definitely one for the record books. 2020 has indeed been a turbulent time on many fronts given Brexit, the COVID-19 pandemic and the US elections to name but a few. As we approach the end of a year marked with many challenges and uncertainties, there might be a widespread reluctance to make firm plans for 2021. In this Market Matters podcast series, we explore the most prominent economic themes with investment analysts from old mutual multi-managers. They help us make sense of the equity, property and fixed interest markets and also share insights on how diversification could be the key to survive next year and beyond. Let's talk to Stephen Brierly now, who is the head of retail business development and marketing for multi-managers. Stephen, great to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. And first of all, to paint a picture of what you do, Uh, and how you go about doing it.
1: Thanks, Ian. Um, Well, myself, I spend a lot of time in front of our clients and our financial advisors just... But of educating them on uh, how we manage their money, their money and their clients' money. I think it's as simple as that. It's quite a complicated back end. We have an investment team, which obviously manages the money for the clients and makes decisions in terms of, of where the money must be allocated. But I, you know, I I stand in front of them and I really, I I really tell the story around what it is we're doing Mm. for the investment business. really what we're doing uh, you know, is, is something called multi-management. I, I'm not sure if it's a concept that's well known uh, to the man on the street or that sort of investor, but it really is about spreading your money across a number of external fund managers, both in South Africa, globally, and in different asset classes. And by asset classes, I mean, you know, property, equity, bonds, cash, both locally and globally, all right? so. You know, the investment teams makes decisions around where that capital should be allocated in terms of the different asset classes, which are likely to give you the best returns over a number of years. And then also within those different asset classes, really to say which are the most appropriate fund managers in the industry, both in South Africa and abroad, who can manage that money for the clients and and for the financial advisors. I use the word appropriate because I think People generally get quite carried away by looking at short term performance of managers out there and saying, oh, this guy's done really well for the last three months or six months. I'm going to give him my money. Um, The same with brand. People look at brand and they say. Regardless of the fund manager or the fund, I want to go with him because I recognize his brand. And I think, mm. you know, we look at things differently. You know, we, we identify managers that have been around for a long time and do specific things that suit the way that we manage money. We spend a lot of time in front of those managers, you know, kicking the tires, chatting to the investment teams, chatting to the chief investment officers, uh, you know, about how they, how it is they do things. And then make informed decisions on what's happening in that business rather than what we're seeing on a fact sheet or what we're hearing from our friends around a briar. You know, and I think that's the power that comes behind our business and 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 what multi-management is all about.
0: Okay, I, w- I want to tackle this year um, before we go on because I, w- I do want to get into the nitty-gritty of exactly how if I had a lump sum of money, you would manage it. But I just want to backtrack to January this year. This is very much a focus at the moment. People are worried about mm. what's happening in any sort of market, whether it be equities, whether it be uh, you know, property, et cetera, et cetera. A lot mm-hmm. of people, are they're shy. They're shy to invest their money or put it anywhere because of what's been going on over the last few months. So uh, mm-hmm. l- let's talk about that first of all. How have you dealt with that uh, from an investment point of view?
1: I think the way we manage money has always been the same throughout. So, so what we do is rather than take a, a decision on a particular asset class only, we do what's called diversification. So we take the client's money, we're invested in a fund, which has an allocation of his capital to a number of asset classes, all right? Right. But we don't don't want to take huge decisions on a particular asset class. So we kind of spread that risk across the number of asset classes, both locally and globally, all right? So let's use SA property as a fantastic example for the way we manage money, all right? So five years ago, SA property was the darling of the South African market. I mean, it was giving you phenomenal returns five years, 10 years ago. So, you know, what a lot of investors may have done is they might've piled into South African property. So they said, you know what? I want 30 or 40% of my portfolio to be an SA property because it's been giving me 12 or 15% returns for the last five years. That's something that we don't do. We look at the underlying fundamentals to the market. How liquid is SA property? How many shares are there in it? Is it spread across different sectors? And the short answer of that is no. Essay property is a very concentrated industry and very small in terms of what you can invest in. All right. So we make those decisions on behalf of clients. All right. So, you know, I think the mistake people have made in the past is really taking a punt on different asset classes. All right. That's not something we do. We remain diversified. And by diversified, I mean we You know, I got told not to use cliches, but it means not having all your eggs in one basket. I hate that saying, but I think it's a good ring so true. And what's happened now is, you know, with, with the lockdowns and with what's happening in the economy, people are starting to think, well, maybe because SA Equity has underperformed by so much, I should actually just pile in because I need to catch up because I've lost so much. We're saying don't do that. Stay invested in multi-asset classes, in, in a number of asset classes locally and globally. So we haven't changed our stripes at all. We really going into January and, and and now, the way we are positioned to the different markets and the fund managers actually hasn't changed much at all, because we know what happened in March and April wasn't something that anybody could have seen or, no. or foretold. No. It really is a, a what we call a black swan event where, you you can't prepare for it. All right. So we, we actually haven't done anything differently. And the fact is, you know, our business has been going for some twenty plus years. We've got people in our investment team who have got forty years of experience in the markets. And although they haven't seen something exactly like this, they have seen events like that which have triggered fear and anxiety. And and the way to get through them is, is, is not to overreact you know, is to make informed decisions. And that's something you get from our business, you know, old hats, a process that's in place to kind of manage this sort of environment. And again, that diversification across different managers and across different asset classes is kind of key to giving you a a more consistent return um, you know, in your investment.
0: Well, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking about this, because I- in fact, this is a perfect opportunity to explain why the, uh, the funds that you invest in are good and solid, because I mean, this is almost an advertisement for what you do, this black swan event that has happened, because uh, people can now look back over the last year and go, okay, okay, I, I get where you're coming from. This is something that mm. was unexpected. It was dramatic. It was crazy. Mm. No one expected it. And mm-hmm. you can turn around and go, well, look, there are my figures. That's what that's what happened.
1: Mm. Absolutely.
0: Um, I think because the market's sell-off has been so
1: extreme in some asset classes, you know, everybody has struggled, yep. right? So you know as a as a south african investor we are kind of forced by regulation to invest in our own asset classes more so than global asset classes all right? right for certain reasons i mean that's the same across you know the the the, the whole of the industry all mm. right but you know it's it's how much you've been invested in those and and because we've got a an experienced team we kind of manage that asset allocation to say going into this environment let's say SA equity yes it it needs to be a big part of your portfolio but we're a little bit worried about it okay we've been worried about SA equity for a while we know what the SA economy has been doing what's happening in terms of growth and things like that so let's take a little bit of money off the table bonds are looking fantastic so let's give a little bit more to bonds let's have a lot offshore all right so it's about managing your clients expectations and managing the asset allocation in terms of what it's likely to deliver, you know, over the long term. And and you've got to keep in mind that investing is about the long term. You know, what's happened now is a very, very short period of time. Yes, the sell-off was unbelievable. But if I tell you now, SA equity is actually back to levels it was when the sell-off happened, would you be surprised?
0: No, I wouldn't actually. Yeah, it actually yeah, is. I actually wouldn't. You
1: know, we, yeah. the, the markets are up phenomenally well, and you know, we we try to to help investors by being allocated across a number of asset classes to to take out a lot of that, you know, the, the very the very poor stuff, you know, when the when the returns are really really poor, you know, so have some good in the in the portfolios. There will be some poor in the portfolios, but you you want to really create that balance between the different asset classes.
0: Okay, let's get back to basics here because I always like to strip it down to very plain, simple language and ask you if I have a chunk of change uh, and I would like to invest it, I am able to do so. I approach Stephen or his team and I say, okay, here's my money. What are we going to do with it? How How do we go about doing this?
1: Well, firstly, um, I would be obliged to uh, persuade you to deal with a financial advisor because there's obviously tax implications and, and you know, in terms of where you want to be and, and how you want your money to grow. But let's say you were a financial advisor and you came to me and you said, I've got a chunk of my client's money um, and I want to invest it, right? I would firstly say, where are your clients in their lifestyle, all right? Because we do something called lifestyle financial planning, not in the funds, but as a, as a business to say, right, what is your time period? Do you want to buy a car every five years? You know, do you want that overseas trip? How much money can you afford to sacrifice? All right. But let's say you're a 30 year old guy, you've got 5 million Rand and you want to invest it for the next 15 years and you want to take maximum risk and you don't have to have all of your money in South Africa. So you're not investing in in a, a retirement type product. All right. We have got funds that we can put that in, put that money in for you. We've also got other funds that if you're a retired investor and you don't want to sacrifice a lot, you just want to earn a inflation plus two or 3% return, then we've got that sort of product for you, all right? Those products, all right, are all managed exactly the same. So we have we follow the same asset allocation process, all right? We invest them with the same managers, we just have a different risk profile for those different funds that we manage for, for clients. Okay? Got you, got you. Um, What we do do, which is quite different from our peers in the asset management industry, is we centred around uh, achieving real returns. Real returns just mean beating inflation, all right, because inflation in South Africa or across the globe is what you eat, all right? It's how you pay for things, okay? So if we can give you inflation plus returns in your investment, you know, then you'll be able to eat and go on those overseas trips and buy the car. Etc. Cetera, et cetera, So, So our whole process, our whole asset allocation, manager selection, the whole way we do things is centered around trying to achieve those inflation plus returns. Okay. So when we make decisions, it's always with that as the center of our universe. Uh,
0: Stephen, I'd like to touch on the local versus the global international uh, sort of investments because I know I've read articles, a lot of articles mm-hmm. from financial uh, advisors, people who, are in the know and are in the public eye, who have cautioned against investing locally, uh, who, you know, doomsday scenarios. And as somebody who's not in the financial markets myself, I read these articles and it kind of makes me nervous because, you know, I'm reading the article and I'm understanding what they're saying. But it does seem as though there are opportunities here in South Africa, uh, but now I'm being advised against it. So let's talk about that split yeah. of portfolio. I really want to go there because it's an important question to understand before I invest my money.
1: All right. So as an investor, it would obviously depend on um, what sort of product you would invest in. So if you are a retired investor and you have to, are you investing via a retirement annuity? You are unfortunately only able to invest 30% of your money offshore. Okay. So then you have to work with your local assets and you've got to select the best local assets to try achieve those objectives. Right. All right. But let's say you have none of those restrictions. Okay. You would probably think, let me just take all my money offshore and, and be done with South Africa. Yeah. But then you would be missing out in an incredible opportunity in our fixed income markets at the moment. All right. So I don't know if you follow the bond market. So basically what the bond market is giving you at the moment is a return of probably 9 or 10%. Wow. All right. Okay. And you probably think to yourself, that's that's not really, I want 15 or 20%. Mm-hmm. All right. But just... Cast your mind back to five years ago when SA property was giving you 15% and now over 10 years is actually giving you negative returns over 10 years. All right. So may, maybe just dampen your, your your return expectations. So the bond market is giving you 10%. Inflation in South Africa, which is perhaps not all our inflation, but the official statistics are 3 or 4%. That's a real return of 6% in a, in a market, yes, that does have risks, But we believe a lot of that risk is already priced into the market. So would you want to take all your money offshore and miss out on a a very good, call it more stable return in the bond market? All right. So, So that's what we're saying. Just remember that in South Africa, there are certain asset classes that are still giving you good returns. The problem with taking all your money offshore as well is when do you take it over? All right is that when the RAND's weak, when the RAND's expensive, okay? You're taking it overseas at the moment now when you know America has been running for the last 10 years and those markets are starting to get very expensive, mm-hmm. okay? So you're going to go into an, an American market that's very expensive, and you might run the risk that in the next couple of years it sells off. So you might as well have been better sitting with some of your money in the South African fixed income market and getting that inflation plus 6% return. You. You're also moving from a... From a South African equity market that has been very weak for the last five years and is showing some good value. Yes, we understand that part of the market is is linked to the SA economy in terms of the banks and your your and you know those sort of things, your food companies. But there's also a part of the SA equity market like Naspa's and Process and Richemont that isn't linked to the SA economy. Do you want to miss out on those cheaper? You know the possibility of those those companies generating good returns and moving into a global equity market, which is predominantly America based, where they you know where things are looking a little bit more expensive. So therein lies the magic of diversification. We're not saying keep everything in South Africa. We're saying keep some in South Africa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you you know if you're a more aggressive investor, yes, have more in global equity. That's fine. We understand that, and that's why we've got products for that because. You can afford you can afford that risk you've got a long time in the market all right but if you're a retired investor would you really say to them if they're 60 or 70 years old take all your money into global equity and run the risk of that market selling off incredibly and, and losing a lot of money. And then the currency works against you. And then you, you're sitting there going, why didn't I just keep my money, some of my money in South Africa, mm. where bonds are doing quite well, where I've got the chance of SA equity doing quite well. And, and I think therein lies the, the the kind of magic of diversifying across
0: it's it's what your appetite for risk is, isn't it? I mean, where you are in your life, you've said it already, where, wherever you are in the mm-hmm. stage of your life, a 30 year old versus a mm-hmm. 60 year old, etc. And wow. I suppose, you, you know, you do this day in and day out. So so financial advisors, etc. would be able to kind of look at that risk assessment and look at your age, etc. And then, and then roll out a, a suggested portfolio for you. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if somebody wants to um, get the ball rolling, this is really a call to action for somebody to to be able to get in touch and find out more about what this process might entail, do that lifestyle audit, etc. Please talk us through the process now from a, from a very basic standpoint. Where, where do we go? What do we do?
1: Okay, so so our business, Old Mutual Multi Managers, sits in with a, a, a business called Old Mutual Wealth, which is a which is a, a wealth business, you know, much like Ned Group or much like Investec. All right, so we 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 deal with clients. We do with financial advisors. Okay, so the financial advisor would obviously look up Old Mutual Wealth and would yeah, approach the group to become a wealth partner or to invest in the business. Or you know, we offer our funds through that wealth business. We also offer our funds through our unit trust business. You would have heard of Old Mutual unit trusts. Yep. So if you're a if you're an investor who doesn't necessarily want to deal with a financial advisor but wants to invest in our funds directly, you would go through the Old Mutual unit trust business. You would be able to tap into our funds. Over there. But generally, we like to deal with financial advisors. All right. Because obviously, you know, for us, the financial advisor can look at your whole lifestyle, uh, you know, where you are in your lifestyle, what your risk is, where your other investments are. Because not everybody puts all their money with one fund manager or one business. But the financial advisor can then understand what your risks are across your whole portfolio rather than just a portion of your portfolio. So I think that that would be the first point. If you do want to get in touch with us directly as old mutual multi-managers, obviously you can do so through our website or just or contact me directly or or you know any or any of the team to get the ball rolling.
0: That's a really good overview. I have to be honest. Starting out this conversation to now, I understand a little bit better as to what to do and how it all works. Final point, South Africans are notoriously bad at investing. We love to spend our money on flashy cars and flashy houses. (laughs) And um, I mean, really, to that point, is there a sales opportunity that you can maybe talk about for investing as opposed to, you know, spending that cash straight away? Why would you do that?
1: I've I've made mention of, of lifestyle financial planning. So something that old mutual wealth practices in terms of sitting with clients and figuring out what it is they need. And it ties in so nicely to how we manage money because we do it through inflation plus returns. All right. So you can still get your inflation plus returns and have a little bit on the top to afford that car or afford that overseas trip. All right. So because of the way we manage money, you know, and, and, and the way the plan is put around the way we manage money, we always factor in those little, you know, those little joyful things that you want to have in your life like yep. cars and overseas trips and yep. things like that so the wealth planning process and the way that old mutual multi-managers manages money in targeting inflation really factors in all those small things that you want in the top and not just living a dull and boring life where you live from month to month got you
0: Stephen brierley the head of retail business development and marketing for multi-managers at old mutual thank you so much for your time insightful chat thank you thanks yeah good to chat Old Mutual Multi-Managers are a specialist investment boutique within the Old Mutual Group, South Africa's largest and most established financial services company. They offer affordable investments that blend together the best of South African and offshore asset managers. Old Mutual Multi-Managers is a division of Old Mutual Life Assurance Company South Africa Limited, a licensed financial services provider and life insurer.